What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, back in black. Hello, everybody out there in Internet Radio Land. Welcome to another episode of Real People from the Hood. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, again, if you want to call in, just dial the number to join the conversation at 1-718-664-9513. My executive producer is Keith Bledsoe. What's going on, bro, Jim? Another day. We got this. Go ahead. You got it. Okay. That's my executive producer, Mr. Keith Blesser, y'all. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I really want to talk about people's attitudes in the hood. It's getting to the point now. Some of us who are really trying to really get some of our sisters and brothers involved with things, just the feedback and the attitude that we're getting. You know, it's it's not that we're trying to outdo you. It's not that we're trying to upstage you. It's not that we're even trying to belittle you, you know. But when you bring certain things to certain people and they take it the wrong way, now all of a sudden they assume they know you and your motives. Time the motives are just. It's just that you looking at certain things a certain way and you're looking for something that's really not there. I can understand you feeling a certain way about certain things. That's fine. That's that's good. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But to, to get to the to, to to the nuts and bolts of a conversation, whatever that conversation may be, just ask. If if you're being misinformed, tell that person that you feel that you're being misinformed. You can always um apologize. 
you can always ask yourself, well, uh, maybe he said this and I meant it, and he meant it this way. Just ask. All of us have a chance to really, okay, all of us has a chance to really, really um, get to know each other and find out and, 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 and weed out each other's um, um, conversation in terms of what's being told and as the truth and what's being told is, is just straight bullshit. You know, just ask. You know, when you try to help somebody and they've been down so long and, and they've been out of the loop and they don't feel accepted, you know, being accepted is not a big thing. It's just that you just don't know what the other group is talking about. You 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 maybe haven't read the same articles. You probably haven't seen the same TV shows. You probably haven't even been around them to be accepted as a part of the group. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't cop an attitude about it. Just like some of the brothers today, you know, they're they're a lot more aggressive than we were back in the uh, 70s and 80s. They really are. I mean, we we got brothers right now that will actually whoop a woman's ass because he went out and bought her a McDonald's or a Burger King dinner and, and she didn't want to give none at a party and, and she won't talk to him uh, in a social setting, you know, start calling them names and looking at them all funny and whatnot. That has to stop. You know, I'm not going to call anybody babies or, or, or immature. Those are some shitty-ass words I don't even like anyway. If you feel uncomfortable with anything, either you've you got two choices. Either walk away or ask if there's any way that they can explain it to you or break it down to you like you're a two-year-old. I do it all the time. Sometimes I get in a setting where um, the conversation gets – um, good, you know, and I'm not the best at uh, pronunciation in terms of uh, certain words, but I know the words and they fit within the conversation. But then you guys, some people look at it and say, well, he could pronounce that word right. That means he's a fucking asshole. He's so smart, he's stupid because he can't say this word or or he didn't go to college and, 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 and go in $500,000 worth of debt because he couldn't spell the word fair four different times. See, that type of shit has to stop. That's some real petty-ass shit. It has to stop. And ladies, you got to understand, too, um, every man don't want to sleep with you. They don't. A lot of men just like to have company of a woman. Some like going to the cheesecake factory. Some like walking in the park. Some like riding a bike. And if it's an arterial motive there, ask him. Don't let it get to the point where you're so busy being suspicious of him and you already got his driver's license number down that you that that you think you got to mess around and be on your toes all the time. That's just going to bring in suspicion. Mistrust. Then you get a chance to go to his apartment, always nice, you know, and since you all never had a conversation in the last three months and y'all seeing each other, now you're in his apartment or he's in your apartment. Now all of a sudden, because you never had a conversation up leading up into the apartment thing, one thing is on his mind and one thing is on your mind. Maybe both of you all invited your, your the person to the apartment just because you just want to spend an evening at your place instead of going out 
eat dinner or going to the theater or going to the park or whatever. But if you never had a conversation before you get to these different places, his or hers, your mindset is already, well, now I'm going to get that ass when I get over there. Or this brother, he ain't getting shit for me. Fuck him. People think like that. They're not going to admit it. They're not going to admit it to their friends because they know it's petty. They just went out and had a good time with each other, and they really wasn't talking to each other. They really weren't talking to each other. That's cool, Keith. Anyway, they weren't talking to each other. They were talking at each other. At each other, they never got down to the conversation or to a conversation. Now, all of a sudden, he wants to tap that, tap that ass, and she's hell-bent on not getting him nothing, but they're in both they're in each other's apartment. So talking at each other got him to the point where now they got to get him or her out of there because they don't want to get into a situation where he's going to have to have a baby by this chick if he don't strap up right. Or she don't want him there because she failed to tell him that she was seeing somebody even though she liked going out with him. Babies ain't no problem. You know, I like kids. You know, I've dated women that had kids and, and and they didn't ever tell me about them. It's fine with me. It really was. For the, I'd rather for it to be that way at that time. You know, keep your life your life, and, and I hope it gives you everything that you want and hope you'll be happy with it. I just want to spend some time with you. Now, but now getting back to the point where you're talking at each other, I had a brother uh, this week. I've been asking people all week, Give me your commercial so I can put it on a radio station. Give me your two-minute poetry. Um, give me something so I can help you with whatever it is that you're doing. Because I came into this radio thing by, uh, by way of Mr. Uh, uh, Keith Bledsoe. All we did was talk shit on Facebook. I didn't know he had a radio show until he asked me to come on as a guest. And when I came on as a guest, he asked me two more times. And he had the idea. He, he said, Jimmy, why don't you just go ahead and host your own show? I said, well, what am I going to do? He said, the same shit you're doing on Facebook. You talking shit on Facebook? Talk shit on the radio. I said, damn, I can do that. I'm talking shit anyway. You know, I've been playing a dozen all my life. Everybody that actually know me as Jimmy Williams know I just play the dozen all the time. I can't help it. I'm working all day. I'm entrepreneuring all over the freaking place. You know, for me to have a break is just to sit down with a bunch of buddies and just talk shit. Now I'm doing it on the radio. But the point that I'm trying to make is that if if somebody roll up on you and try to help you, and your attitude is stank. And then that person just happened to say, fuck it, you know, you don't want to be bothered, I'm not going to push the issue. Now all of a sudden you out there, people start to recognize you, and the same person come back up on you again. What are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to say? I tried to help you the first time you threw the shit in my face. You didn't show up at the time that I asked you. You didn't give me the materials that I needed to do what I needed to do. I had, I had, I, I just, I met this brother named Jerry Williams Sr. at a function for an uh, uh transit union. 
the man is the owner of a recording studio. I said, oh, shit. I know some people that got bands and singers and whatnot. And I reached my hand out to him and said, dude, I got this record a record owner, company, a record uh, producer, and he owns a, um, a record company. Why don't you give me something, man? I can push it to him, man, and, and, and see what you guys can get up out of it. And the deal was, give me 15% net of what whatever it is that I, I, I set up for you. Not gross. Give me 15% net. I don't want to be your agent. I don't want to be your manager. I don't even want part of your royalties. I'm just doing it because I met somebody, and I know this is what you're doing now, and it will be great for all of us. I didn't get one CD. I didn't get one video. This one band that I met called uh, Upper Black Edie. You can go to upperblackedie.com. They got some great stuff. I met them. They were the only one um had a studio CD ready to roll. So the other three didn't show up. I said, presented it to the head of the studio. They loved it. He kicked it up to his A&R person. They shopping at they shopping this group as we speak. And how I met this band downstairs at Staten Lake. They were jamming their asses. It was only three of them. Oh, they was jamming. I bought the CD from them. I gave them the same uh, uh, pitch that I gave the other three guys. Let me see what I can do with your CD. Give me fifteen percent net. We'll call it a day. And right now they are inside of a record company. Upstairs, kicked it upstairs to the, the CD got kicked upstairs to the A and R person, and they're shopping that band right as we speak. Keep in mind, I didn't know Upper Black CD. I just jumped off the train and listened to their music. Matter of fact, I gave them a couple of dollars and bought the CD. But the other three bands, I knew them. I grew up with them. Some brothers I came up in the hood with. Some I met through another brother, but they sounded good. I couldn't get one CD, one practice tape, one video. Matter of fact, when I met, tried to get them to meet up with me, they didn't even show the fuck up. No phone calls, nothing. And I asked people to send me some poetry, two-minute poetry, just two minutes. I don't want to mess around and try to um, have my whole show as poetry moment. All I really wanted to do was to get a two-minute clip of what they do all the time anyway. That's all I wanted. This one particular cat going to write me back and told me, well, my stuff is longer than two minutes. And I'm looking around at my shoes and shit. I'm saying, where did that shit come from? Okay, so... I'm thinking I'm supposed to get into a conversation with you about some shit that you want to do on my show? That's your motherfucking mind. Anyway, you want to call in, ladies and gentlemen. Telephone number here to call in is one is seven and if you have any thoughts about what I'm talking about tonight, about attitudes and trying to help somebody, please call in because I'm totally lost on a lot of this stuff. It's just some stuff I went through during the course of the last week or so, a couple of weeks. But I really love you guys to call in. I, I, you know, I encourage you guys to call in and, and just talk with me. 
our attitudes towards each other. I need it. We need it. We need to talk to each other. We need to stop acting like the whole world is against us, which it is, but, you know, you ain't got to take this shit personal. The system set that up. You didn't, you didn't have anything to do with that. We didn't have anything to do with that. That was it way before we got here. Our grandparents and everybody else went through this shit. We just got to open up our eyes and, and, and not let it go for another generation. Try to anyway. And I hope, like, heck, at one point that men and women can really sit down and have a conversation with each other. I really do. Because it doesn't make a lot of sense for us to be angry. We're already angry going to the job, angry going at the job, angry at your mate for something that they said or whatever before you got up and went to the job. Angry at the job because she he called in talking shit on the cell phone while you try to make some money. Get off work, same shit. Weekend, same shit. Kicking with the parents, same shit. Going out with the kids, same old bullshit. Nobody's talking to each other. Everybody is talking at each other. Have a conversation sometimes. Me and my wife, we go through that same shit, too. So it ain't like, you know, I'm immune to it. Me and my wife, we've been together then in 38 years. We just got married, like, last year. The 38 years was the best time of my life. And and, and here it is, what, um, April? I still know how I feel to be married. I know how I feel to, to kick it with somebody that I really like. But the marriage thing is a whole other ballgame because you got a whole lot of other elements involved with it. Now you got to pay. Now you got to pay somebody to give you a piece of paper. Now you got to pay to have somebody listen to you, make your vows. Now you got to fuck around and hope like hell you don't come into a shitload of money because he or she don't get half. <clears throat> then you got to do the prenup thing. Then you gotta you gonna get boxed in because now either she don't grew a pair of balls that you didn't know she had, he done lost his because he's trying to accommodate her. Now the kids, they got kids, and half of them are gonna turn out like Doctor Martin Luther King's kids, a bunch of scrub ass, suck butt, evil. Yeah, I'm getting off that one. How do you make it work? How do you make a marriage work? Somebody used to tell me that too. I, I enjoyed being together. I really did. We we did everything together. We went in the trials and tribulations of this and that, that and this, and it was beautiful. What, Thirty-eight years, marriage was never even on my mind. Everybody kept, oh, man, you got to make it right in God's eyes. You got to make it right. Hey, get, get the fuck out of here. In God's eyes, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm not going to even get into that God thing because. I lose more friends talking about God than than I do in the fucking Holocaust. But we should be able to conversate with each other, have a conversation. And again, I'm guilty of that because, I, like I've been telling everybody, I get into with my neighbor all the time about shit that he should do. And his mind is okay. I'm, I'm going back to the bush thing. His bushes are 12, 12 feet fucking tall. To me, that's too tall. For him, it's okay. He don't give a fuck about 12-foot bushes. 
It's his bushes. I don't understand it. But that's the way it is. We all have different conversations about different things when we're talking to each other and at each other, but we never break it down with each other. And I just hope that we can just have a conversation sometimes instead of, you know, following the leader, instead of uh, assumptions, assuming things, instead of just taking shit for granted, pissing some people off just for the hell of it. Now, I'm guilty of that. I really am. I got coworkers that, 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 that I got a coworker now. He, for some strange reason, I just can't be friends with this white guy. This white guy, I, I tried to, he, he hurt his foot, had a heart attack, whatever the fuck it was. I don't even know what he did. I know he fucked up. And all I did was try to call him at his home and say, dude, look, I know you fucked up. Why don't we just switch shift? I wanted to switch shift with him, and then that way he can rest his foot and whatever. And then that way he can be restful, he can be strong. That motherfucker turned around and told everybody I was trying to take his job and his position. I said, you crazy vanilla motherfucker. I've never did no shit like that in my whole life. Trying to scheme on somebody. And he never even apologized for that shit to this day. And and to this day, right now, it's, it's like he comes to me, hey, Jimmy, what's up? No, motherfucker, ain't no, hey, what's up? We still got something we got to resolve that you put out there making me look like shit. I don't like looking like shit. The shit the, I don't like the feeling. Still haven't apologized to this day. And this is the third time I listen to this asshole get away with this shit. So in, in order for me to maintain any tranquility, peacefulness, smooth transaction, I don't say shit to that motherfucker when he get in there. When, I, when he relieves me, I'll write that motherfucker a note, pass it to him, and take my ass and punch out and get the fuck out of Dodge. Now he telling everybody I got attitude. See, that's how shit rolls. Shit rolls like that. I, I came up with a solution to deal with our problem. I'm just not going to say anything to you. Fuck you. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. And I hope your other fucking foot fall the fuck off. That's my attitude. And everybody does this. Everybody does this at some level and some stage. Because sometimes you can only take so much shit from some people. You can't be friends with everybody because everybody just thinks when you're friends with them, they, they take shit for granted. And then when they start taking shit for granted and you sit back and don't say anything, then they fuck around and bring a bunch of other motherfuckers into some shit that they ain't got no business being around anyway. Now you got a whole room full of motherfuckers sitting there, you know, wait a minute, what the fuck y'all about? <laughs> All right, Keith, let's go here, man, and take a, um, Let's take a commercial break and let's play a song, man. Let's get back in on it. <laughs> You're on the roll, brother. Jim. You got this, man. We'll be right back. <laughs> Great job, brother. We'll be right back. All right, man. Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. 
your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo t-shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the internet. Search for jimmywilliamsonline.com. That's jimmywilliamsonline.com. One word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at... Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo T-Shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the Internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. One word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-Shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your T-shirt man.
Oh, yeah. Man. I never heard that version before, dude. Larry Graham, um, Prince, and Lenny Kravitz. Oh, my let me, God. Let me, let me break that down, brother. That was from a C from uh, Rave. It's called Rave until the uh, year uh, 2000. That was Prince bringing in the year 2000 with uh, Larry Graham and uh, Lenny Kravitz. I have that CD, and you could probably, maybe you can Google some of them telling you. It, it, and that that's only one fourth of it. Outstanding. We need to bring our music back. Oh. You got it, brother Jeff. Man, I, I I never heard that version. I told you you were gonna play the ones from his American Woman album, but that one I like that a lot, man. Larry Graham, boy, that was live. the heck out there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Take me away, y'all, Calgon. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just. I'm just hoping that at some point people can just stop, just take each other for granted. You know, you got some people out here that that they, they act like they just know you to the point where they can just say anything to you and about you and don't know jack shit. But then they'll go parade it like they've been knowing you all your life and and telling other people. And other people is either either they want to be part of that little group or they want to be part of the conversation or they got a, um, an opinion, which is fine. They'll jump in on it, stay on it, and ride that bandwagon right through the mud. And and I'm not trying to go that route. You know, I'm, I've always invited people to just, you know, be themselves. Oh, I got eight pages on Facebook. The only reason I got eight pages because there's eight different personalities that I usually get into when I'm having a conversation. And I feel if I put it on one page, it's going to get lost. Translation is going to get lost. So I got like I may have like five hundred people on this one page, but not one of them is on this next page because the whole conversation is different and it's going to a whole other direction. So that means if I'm talking to somebody on one page, that conversation stays there, knows about that conversation. Over here, this whole group knows about that conversation, and then so on and so forth. But that's just with it. But don't feel alienated. Because you don't know what the other group is talking about. You're just not in that group. Now, if you sit back and listen, and then you may have an idea about what the the whole scope of the conversation is, it's good to put the two cents in. That's fine. But don't come here with no stank-ass attitude like somebody's supposed to just bring you up to speed or, or make you feel belittled because you don't know what the heck everybody's talking about. Get up and walk away. Go get a drink. Um, I don't know, go over to somebody else and hold another conversation or a conversation that you will feel comfortable with, but don't feel alienated and angry because you just don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. It happens all the time. Everybody don't know everything. So just go with the flow. Feel good. Enjoy the evening. Don't get pissed off because, you know, you're you, 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 you running up on a sister that's that's been simulated. And now here you come hardcore. She's not going to want to be bothered with you. And in her mind, you beneath her. Not beneath her to the point where you like scum. You just the conversation that she would like to have. She don't feel like you're going to rise to the occasion. And the same thing with the women. Don't feel bad because you know me. You know my daughters. They wear weaves and and straight hair sometimes, and and natural hair and locks and stuff like that. I just don't like straight hair. Period. Never have. My wife's hair is short, you know, and she cut her hair like 
38, 39 years ago, you know, we didn't go in together for a while. She's cut it. She always wear her hair cut low because she knows that's what I like. And she did it, you know, and she she grown it back twice that I know of, and and she enjoyed it. She wore it like this about a year or so, and then she cut it right back off. I don't think she did all of it because of me. I guess she just wanted to try something different. But I I just never been one of for straight hair, straight curly long lock. I to me never have been. But don't get offended because I would say. No, uh, excuse me. I, you know, we, I know we have a conversation, but excuse me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to step over here for a minute, you know. And I'll roll up on a sister with short hair in a minute. I'll drop everything for a sister with short hair. That's just me. But I don't want the one with the long hair and and, and the curls and that whatnot to feel alienated. Don't get pissed off and start calling me all types of names, and I ain't shitting. And you mother this, you mother that, and because I don't like your long straight hair, it ain't about you. It ain't about you. It's about what I like. It's about me feeling comfortable around you. So it's about me being able to hold a conversation with you without being phony, fake. You know, and it ain't. It, you know, if if. I'm not trying to get into this God thing again, but I like what God gave you. A lot of anxieties are brought on with to people from a mindset of being simulated. Nobody told you you had to go out there and 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 be like, um, be like everybody else and, and, you know, with the low self-esteem, I'm getting cues from my uh, executive producer too. It doesn't have to be like that. Because if you look at some of those old TV shows when they had the little dance shows where everybody dancing on stage like American Bandstand, a lot of y'all probably didn't pay no attention to it, but look at some of the early shows from the uh, late 50s and early 60s. Just look at the shows and look at the black performers. None of them. Even the women, the woman was wearing beehives. That's a white woman's hairstyle. I ain't got nothing white people. But that's a white woman's hairstyle. Black women seem to have worn that a lot with wigs and whatnot. The brothers always greased their shit up and, and just wore try to try to just grease it down so they can get that Bobby Darren look. Beehive. Okay. I, hey, it just looks shitty to me. I ain't know what the hell it was. I know it looked something like that. And that Barbie doll look. If everybody go back right now, I'm pretty sure it wasn't in your conscious mind, but go back and look at some of those early TV and dance shows. Now, one brother, now one sister, one after. Check out Billy Preston. If you can find one, check out Billy. I saw one with Billy Preston with all that hair, and he tried to slick that shit down with a part on the side. He tried to slick down an afro, y'all. The Isley Brothers did the same thing back in the early days. Jackie Wilson. All those black artists back there, they never wore an afro. Not what society wanted to see at the time. They didn't want to see no blacks as themselves. They wanted blacks to be a carbon copy of them. The system, white folk. 
And the system is always going to try to tell us who we should be and how we going to, how we should look in order for them to feel comfortable. Like I said, most of them retire anyway. The whole, all of them ain't retarded. It's the way it was, and it's still the way it is. They're just doing it different. Oh, don't, 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 don't act like shit didn't change. Ain't shit didn't change. Ain't nothing's changed. That that pressing down the hair and slicking it back with the part in the side. That shit didn't stop until like what, the late sixties, early seventies. That's what I saw to change personally. When the brothers was dancing in the street and and trying to uplift the race and whatnot, and you know they stopped wearing this shit back natural, and it worked. Everybody brought their self esteem up, the pride, black pride back. It worked until the eighties. And then it got techno. Then you got techno bigots after. Every every bigot went techno. They were able to spread that hate further and more often and more aggressively with internet cable because they still had pimps and holes and shit back in the late eighties and the nineties. And then here come the 90s with the black power thing again. Dashikis, peace symbols, afros, multicolor, clothing. We dress differently. This time around, you know, instead of bell bombs and whatnot, it was, it was just, I think FUBU for you was cool. Stuff that LL Cool J came out with. This stuff was the bomb. The clothing was different. It was powerful. It was uh, the colors were bold. The Afro came back. Then the locks came in. The locks was already in in Jamaica and everything like that, but um, it really did in the nineties. Everybody started doing graffiti. Everybody started expressing themselves a little bit more. Everybody got into the black power movement again. This was in the 90s. And it was good. Keep in mind, that was the 90s. Now, here it is, 2015. We done lost our motherfucking minds. We just don't give a shit about nothing and nobody. Fuck a conversation. Fuck the excuses. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck this. I don't give a fuck about you. They make the records. I don't give a fuck about you. And they dance into this shit. Twerking. The first time I heard the word twerk was on, um, what's that chick that's married? What's that guy uh, married to Mariah Carey? What's his name? Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. The first time I heard the term twerk was on his show. And then they showed me what twerking was. And my first thing came to my mind when I saw that ass bounced up and down. I said, what, what does she look like? That's the first thing that came to my mind. 
I mean, her ass was nice, but the first thing, yeah, the first thing came up, man, I was like, what she look like? And now with the internet and Facebook and stuff like that, I stay on Facebook, y'all. So I'm addicted to Facebook because I do a 25 to 30% of my business come off Facebook, so I'm on it all the time. Page is like a business. The only commercials that usually be on my pages are mine and a few other people that I really, really like. Don't mind them being on there. Anyway. 2015, from, from the mid-90s to 2015, we don't launch out motherfucking mind. We do dumbass shit, like rolling up on a motherfucking knocking them out for no reason. Blunts. How the hell can you take a cigar, take the shit out, put your weed in there, and, 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 and close that shit up and smoke it? How high do you need to get? And Molly, I don't understand that shit. And some other shit they got out there. I don't even know what half that shit is. I'll be honest with you. I really don't know. 2015, don't nobody want to vote. And they can't figure out why all our services are being cut the fuck off because you ain't voted. You don't even know who to vote for if you did vote because you ain't did your homework. You don't talk to your neighbors. You don't talk to your friends. Reality shows that steered us into a direction where we don't know where the fuck we at now. You rather look at a reality show than a bullshit news. At least the news gives you a little something, something to look into to, to, to massage your thought process. At least that's what the news does. I don't even look at the freaking news. I read about whatever it is they're talking about and then try to cross-reference that shit. Since I'm working on the computer anyway, I just cross-reference that shit. It's easier. And then I got to take that with a grain of salt. 2015, we done lost our motherfucking mind. Our kids can't walk to school. And then you got parents that are out of work, don't even want to get up and walk the kids to school, knowing goddamn well it's a good chance of them getting shot the fuck at, getting picked on. And all you got to do is get your happy ass up, get dressed, and walk them to school. A mayor had to come in and, and set up a program where they paying people to watch your kids go to school. That's some dumbass shit to me. And all you motherfuckers, okay, you got your Section 8, you getting your, your debit cards and whatnot, link cards or whatever, you getting that shit, that's cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Put some effort behind that shit. Appreciate shit that we do for them. We leave them hanging. Look at the Jackie, Jackie Robinson baseball team. They did not have to lose their fucking championship. They kicked ass trying to get that shit together. It was the parents that fucked up. The coaches. Uh, we're going to stay behind the team. Uh, we love you guys to still champion. No, no, Set the team down, bring those coaches out, and ball their ass out in front of the team. You guys did well. These motherfuckers fucked up. These grown motherfuckers are supposed to have been your idols. They're supposed to have been your peers. They fucked you all over. Greed, prestige, talking points, straight bullshit. It was a self-me-me thing. So I know where the kids get most of this shit from. The parents don't protest shit. The parents don't go, go to community meetings. They'll go to church like a motherfucker, but they won't go to no community meetings. 
And then you got a silly motherfucker in there telling them, hey, I need a private jet. Send me $300 per person and let me get a private jet so I can spread the word of the Lord. Get the fuck out of here. And you got some motherfucker out there will try to scramble and get that motherfucker $300. And here they are at the house, the fucking lights get ready to go on. Son ain't got no decent gym shoes. Books. We got a guest. Let this guest come here, man, and let me let them hear their, um, let me, I want to, I want to hear what they have to say. We still got online? Oh, yeah, we're here. Hello. Uh, the only thing, I, if a guest is uh, accessing us through a personal computer, then, and not a personal, uh, not a cell phone, then they would not be able to access us in that particular manner. They would have to call in and access in that in that way. And the way that they're uh, getting online now through the chat, that they're probably getting online just through the chat room and they wouldn't be able to call in directly unless they use the cell phone to call in and pick up the show in that manner. That way we can hear what they have to say. I just wanted to make that clear. Okay, that's cool. I saw him log in to the chat room. Yeah, ladies and oh, gentlemen, yeah. my producer, he's he got it down pat. I'm looking at everything that he's doing in Texas, and you're looking at everything I'm doing here in Chicago. So we got it. We, we awesome. almost got it right. <laughs> <laughs> we, and, and, and you know, I, I, let me let me say let, let me say this too, Jim. You're on the road, but I'm telling you, uh, my closing comment was going to be, I'm going to say it now, but when we close, I'm going to say the same thing. Man, you're doing a great okay. job, brother. You're doing a great job, and and I can tell that you have put some time into your planning and to your dialogue to this show. Believe me, it takes one to know one. It is not easy, and, uh, man, much respect to you. So I just wanted to yeah, say that. Go ahead, brother. You got it. I appreciate it. Yeah. It was just, I just, I, I'm, I'm real chatty anyway. I, the people that I, I, I usually hang around with, man, we, we play a dozen, and then we get serious, and then we go back to playing a dozen. But I, I read a lot. I just read everything in front of me. You know, USA Today, Tribune, Chicago, Sun Times, Wall Street yeah. Journal, um, you name it. I just read it. most of the headlines are the same. Most of the clip notes, but yeah. you know, it, what, it what has an underlining. The thing is, some things you read, and you only have to go through the headlines, and maybe one or two lines on the on the on the uh, news article. And you don't have to go any further because you know where they're going. You've heard the same thing for how many years? Uh, it's, those, yeah. it's those that entice you to read further and to look deeper and to dig deeper is the ones, to me, are the most uh, the most satisfying because the Republicans right. can't tell me shit, okay? And the Democrats can't tell me too much of shit because they're a bunch of damn, well, any cats, okay? Vaginal. They're very vaginal. I'm disappointed in a lot of their things, but Still, uh, getting back to what I said, uh, Brother Jim, great job, great show. Yeah, I just want, like I said, I and want this thing to be. Let's see if we can bring the call. Well, if, call if you have a remark you want to say, just press 1 on your phone, and we can bring you right in. Uh, yeah. As per the instructions when you called into the station. Uh, if you don't uh, hit number one, I won't see that you want to make a comment, and I'll assume that your purpose of getting onto the show is just to listen. Okay, but Jim, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to make 
we're still in the work in the progress, and we're working great progress. So go ahead, man. You got it. No, man, just do that when you're the executive producer, and not only that, man, you're steering me to the point where I got to learn how to do this stuff with the studio and the chat rooms anyway, man. So when you explain it to them, you explain it to me. So I'm still learning. So I appreciate you whenever time you jump in there, man, and do your thing. So I have no problem. Have a problem. Cool. Yeah. And um, the conversation, um, getting back to what I was talking about, y'all, is, you know, I'm, I'm not angry. Uh, I'm just awake, I think. I feel like I'm awake. It's like I can separate bullshit, you know, within a, in a, within a heartbeat. I'm trying to. I don't want to, but it's just there. It's just, it just, I can decipher this shit to the point where I heard that before. I saw that somewhere. I read that here. I read that there. It may be in different forms, but it's still the same thing. Like I said, ain't nothing's changed since we got here. It's just been made different. It, 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 the whole attack thing, it ain't going to never stop. Our president is the prime example of that. Even if a majority of the people in this country want change, they're going to have to be the ones to get up there and say, hey, look, no, no, fuck that. You you out of line now. We voted this man in, but you assholes still acting like you're back in 1855. No, stop that shit. White folks got to do that. White folks understand white folks. The ignorant ones, they will bow down to the ones that, that that's really – got some sense. They would have to bow down to them because you can only talk for so long and then you start realizing that I ain't making no goddamn sense. But in order for us to be able to uplift ourselves, we gotta have a coalition with, 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 with the with, with the um Caucasians in this country. We got to. Start, I don't even know where to start at, to be honest with you, because the suspicion is so high amongst ourselves. Especially with the police. Well, let me get started with them. Majority of the police in this country is white, and it's not that by it's, it's that it's, it's that way by design. And they're never going to understand what what um, black folks and brown folks are going through. They never. But you know, if we constantly keep doing dumbass shit and and, and not understanding um. What we need to do, we got to start with us because, yeah, we, we, we've we been bamboozled and, and all the other stuff. Yeah, we. if a conscious person knows that we've been, that he's or she's been screwed over for so long, at some point we got to just stop and say, okay, we're going to have to start thinking a certain way. We got to think differently. Okay, I see we got a caller. Let the caller come on in and, 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 and give us their um, their thoughts on what we're talking about. Caller, are you there? Yeah, good evening. How's it going today? Great. How are you? Sir? How you doing, sir? Go ahead, Jim. I'm, I'm good. You know, I, I'm listening to you talk, and I hear a lot of people talk the same way, particularly brothers, and they talk in terms of we. But I'm out here in the real world, and um, I'm a small business over, and I've done a little of this, a little bit of that, and I'm, and I'm from the big city. But I don't see this great collectiveness, you know, I see people that have shit going on. It's for themselves and them fa- and their family. They have partners, maybe, and employees. But this collectivism that I hear people talk about—that we this and we that—I don't see we. I see me and I. 
And that's the way that it really is. And I don't know why no one recognizes this. And I wanted to add something else, too. And this is not a reflection on you and what you're saying. But I notice when folks don't have two nickels to rub together to make a dime, or they don't have a plan, or they just out and out losers for whatever reason or another, it's about we. But when somebody get up on something and have things going on, it's about I. Seems like the brokest motherfuckers is talking about we, and they don't have a goddamn clue. You know, brother, because brother. I know when some, I know I know when someone strives and makes something of themselves, however they do it, okay, by hook or by crook, yep. or if they study and get a PhD and write books and anywhere in between that, that they they usually, you know, they may have had some people that helped them along the way, but they usually claim. Uh, responsibility and the accolades that come with their achievement. And they also claim, you know, the milk and honey and, and, the, and, the, and the riches that come from it. Right. And that's, that's real shit right here. And I don't hear this real shit. I hear this collectivism, this we as a black man. I don't share nothing in common with a whole lot of, can I say niggas? I don't share anything in common besides yeah. melanin. <laughs> Besides melanin, because I don't even recognize some of these motherfuckers. Maybe because it's a man, I'm of a certain age, but I don't fuck with mm-hmm. a lot of people either. Just because a motherfucker right. shares melanin, it, it makes him my brother, or makes him someone that has the same vision as me, or the same morals, or the same principles, or the same worth ethic, or the same background. And people don't like to hear this type of talk, but that's the way that I see it. Bro, let me tell the you. Name something. of the show is called totally, Real People from yeah, the but, what, but, what, but one thing, what I'm saying is real, at least from my perspective. Okay, brother, brother, let me let me jump in. I, I tell you, I totally, totally agree with you. I don't disagree with nothing you said, and Maybe. It, 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 it it gets me to when one, one thing about black people, because what you just got through saying was the fucking truth. But see, black people have a problem with dealing with the truth about black people. And that's one thing I've seen uh, uh, big time because i said some things. I'm saying, hell, you don't like Bill Cosby. Well, maybe you you may think he might have said it to a a different particular audience, but uh, was it true or was it false? Uh, You you may have a problem with what Obama said about Black people, well, he, he said this about us. He just said this about them. Well, maybe he loves us more than them. He's trying to get, get on our P's and Q's. What, what, what he said, was it true or was it false? Obama's uh, a tool of big money interests. He's not going to go against the bankers who put him in office. Okay? I agree. Okay. And, and, the, I and agree. the military industrial companies. He's just an administrator for the status quo. You know, exactly. I think somebody, one of those comedians on television put it best. He's just Bush with the tan. Bill Cosby, you know, Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby, you know, had he committed a crime, a crime as serious as rape, I I think he would have been prosecuted for it. Absolutely. I'm not saying he's no angel, and I'm not saying he didn't slip no Mickey to some tricks, and I'm not saying he didn't paint a pretty picture. Yeah, I'll look at your script. Yeah, I'll probably produce it. Bend over. Come on, man. Let's be for real. It's the casting couch. It's Hollywood. It goes down. And that was the name of the game. That was the name of the game. And it still is the name of the game, you know. 
It still is the name of the game. But in the same respect, Bill Cosby has given tens of millions of dollars to black colleges and universities. Not to know how many people that he's helped. Bill Cosby has helped to create multimillionaires. Raven Simone is worth hundreds of millions of dollars because of because. the blueprint that Bill Crosby gave her because. Because. of exactly. owning her own show and producing the show herself and then getting a deal with the network, which she did. Mm-hmm. She's worth hundreds of millions of dollars with her coochie-looking ass. <laughs> You know and what? We don't know how many, and we don't know how many other, and we, and you know, and we don't know how many. Now, if people want to talk about whatever and giving something to the community when you can build somebody and give them a blueprint and a plan, and probably some counseling and advice, where they put themselves in that type of position, then you've really done some good. Okay, brother Jim, brother Jim, go ahead. I know you guys. I know you backed up. I hope you ain't like a uh, uh, the. Go ahead. We don't need no plunger. No, I love this brother conversation. What's your What's your name, brother? How, how would you like to identify yourself? My name is Brother Zero today. Brother okay. Zero, we okay. got you, brother. Yeah, because I'm, right. I'm not putting. I'm because I got zero tolerance for all this goddamn bullshit that I hear all over the place about this collectivism, black unity bullshit. You know, I and I wish brother. it were another way, but it's not. Folks is out for themselves. Right. And you got so many right. goddamn, and you've got so many slick ass race hustlers, you know, huh. so, that that pump that shit, pump that shit. Black folks are so divided, and there's so much information and knowledge, and there's so much disinformation out there in pseudoscience. I'm well, zero tolerance for all this bullshit. Go ahead. Your last statement. Your last statement was the foundation of black people, pretty much. And if whoever didn't get it, rewind it, Brother O. Brother Zero, it's man, happy. I love you, man. We got another caller on the line, uh, Big J Beasley. You still there? Yeah, I'm putting uh, my brother. Big, 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 big. Go, go brother ahead, Brother Zero. Jim. Uh, make, brother Jim, make a comment because uh, uh, Big J hasn't uh, acknowledged the fact that he wanted to come on and express his thoughts. So go ahead and express oh. your thoughts based on what we've shared so far to this point with Brother O. Okay, brother. Yeah, it's, it's it's we can help each other, man. If 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 the stank ass attitude wasn't in the way, we can do it. You know what we're doing here with with on this show, man. Uh, Real people from the hood. It's nothing big yet, but that's what we're striving for. And we're trying to bring in a segment, man, that I feel that'll work, man, because there's a lot of people out there that does um, uh, the spoken word. And I really would love to do a segment like that, but that stank ass attitude that comes along with it, man, I, I don't want to be bothered with that shit, man. I really don't. I wanna I wanna try to throw um my hat in the ring to try to be one of the people, man, that can just put some, shed some light on somebody. I've been doing that all my life, man, and I don't have hundreds of millions of dollars. But the little things that I can do and can't help with, I'm gonna do it. And that's just me. I, it's just my nature, you know. But you do get fed up and you get tired of running into people. It's, it's just think they just they they know you. Then they could just talk to you any type of way. And then when you try to explain them your your your, your side of it, they don't want to hear this shit now because now they got big balls running around here thinking that no, you ain't shit. 
just by trying to be, you can't be yourself these days. Just by trying to be yourself, you ain't shit these days. 2015, like I said, we lost our fucking minds. We've been set back another 10, 15 years over crap. Over crap. Let me see. We got another. We got somebody trying to call in again. Keith. Yeah, we want to bring on uh, the caller from uh, from extension uh, last four digits is one one three four five. Caller, are you there? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I was hearing the man, uh, uh, brother Zero. He he, he sounds mighty uh, for, uh, familiar to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he is. He is. He's. He is right. Problem. See, the problem with the black community is that. For uh, for one thing, though, we don't we don't understand the difference between being rich and being wealthy. And uh, you know, my, my my name is Big J uh, is Big is Big J Triple X. Anyway, um, that that is that is different. That is the problem that I see here. You know, like you know, if if you if you see a okay, like but like in like in the black community, you don't see. Uh, you always see like res- like like your restaurants and stuff like that. Okay, okay, yes, okay. We see restaurants and sometimes theaters. Okay, those things are are meant to entertain people. But the problem the problem what what what, uh, what, what many of us don't understand is how is how to put, uh, go to a restaurant do not create an uh, uh, industry. Uh, having a movie theater do does not create a, an industry. Having a manufacturing base inside a a community will, will sit there and add, you know, and actually create wealth. I mean, if you sit there and you, and you put in like a, uh, okay, uh, let, but let's say that like uh, you you sit there, you bought a, a old worn out uh, warehouse somewhere, and, and and you know how and you know how how to do a die in tool. That but that alone, you know, and, and you and you can make nails and screws and stuff. That that alone itself can get to generate money uh, in, in a uh, in a, a continuous fashion. Let me ask you a question. I, I understand when, when the, the angle that you're coming from as far as generating money and so forth. I, I understand that. I'm with you, and I totally agree. Beyond money, there is a system out here who is doing everything it can to program our people to a point that they have successfully succeeded to where as we are today. Do you see a system out there designed to do exactly to black people, which is my people, what is done today? Uh, in many ways, uh, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, but, you know, some people call it white white uh, supremacy. But the way I'm looking at it, I, like some some people call it neo 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 feudalism, which is which is a more more uh, of a more correct term because they because they the way I'm looking at it, the system's going after everybody across across the board except except for except for those those who are at the top. Um, hmm. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I must say this too though. You and you also have this mate, this matriarchy type. Uh, you know, got you got the matriarchs, you got the uh, the feminists. You know, those two. I mean, say like me, the whole uh, hollaback uh, issue in New York. 
Now, now, like they, but they're they're sending you, they're sending you using brown and black men as a as a way to generate a a, uh, a bill, the bill to be passed in New York City and, and actually and also in New York State to tell men not not but not to not to say hi 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 to a woman. So what so what so what like they always so what they're doing doing by that is actually increasing tensions between the male and the female. In, in, in a in a in a uh, community, that but that's that's how, how how the way I see it. Hmm. It's interesting. And 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 the sad part about it, it's it's getting to the point now where it's becoming our 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 rattling call, our, our wake up call, our call to arms call. It's and. The simulation is not going to stop just with us, you know. Like when right. Brother O was talking about uh, Raymond Shimon and how Bill Cosby and them and they did their thing with their monies and whatnot, you know. Um, I understand all of that. I really do. I was probably just just as guilty as a lot of other people when it came to criticizing Mr. Cosby and uh, Raymond Shimon when she made their comment about I'm not a uh, black American, I'm an American. That shit still ain't set, set, set well with me since she said that shit. Anyway, let's take this next caller, um, Big Jim. Hold on for a minute, man. I, I, I love your I love your comments, but we're gonna take uh, his next caller, and then you can just come on in with the conversation. I'm good, man. I'm good. Oh. Thank you. Caller, are you there? Well, caller, uh, right. caller, is it me? Caller, are you there? Yeah, four three three zero. Yes. Are you there? Yes. How you doing? You got it. Come, come on, on in. Go ahead, what's, Jim. Can you? What's your comment? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you loud and clear. Oh, okay, good. This is Mika from Las Vegas, and I'm uh, Jim. I'm your one of your Facebook friends. Oh, good. And I had uh, commented that I was gonna tune in, and I remember because you posted a reminder today. Okay. So. Okay. If you could post that reminder more frequently. And I'll do my best not to uh, forget, and I'm going to put it in my calendar also so that I can remember to tune in. Um, I just got a little bit of a glimpse of what you guys are are talking about. And if I sound a little winded, it's because I'm getting my exercise in for the day. Hey, come on with it. (laughs) You got to get it in where where it fits in. Um, There's a couple of statements that that was made by uh, the – co-host or whatever that I disagree with. <laughs> um, okay. We do not live in a matriarchal society. That's our problem is that we've gotten away from that. Um, we live in a patriarchal society first of all. And um, as far as uh, Miss Raven-Simone when she said that she wasn't African American I agree with that. Most of us are not African American. Most of us are native indigenous to the Americas. Um, mm-hmm. Or should I say, I know that I am, because my great grandfather, he did our lineage before he passed away a few years ago and traced it all the way to Guyana. So, by saying that, we are cutting ourselves off from our inheritance 
which is this landmass here in the Americas. We were here long before anybody else. And there are scholars that have attested to this through their journals, uh, through the colonist journals from the 1500s and beyond. So not, not anything against Africa or anything like that. They have their struggles just like we have ours over here. But we need to, as a people, get back to nature. And nature is this land mass and reclaim it. A lot of us that are from the southern states have land there that we've run away from and don't want to go back to. And the foreigners are coming over here and they're taking it over. They're working that land. And that's, gonna, that's the key to our survival is becoming independent again. Desegregation was the worst thing that could have ever happened um, because they didn't integrate us. They only integrated our money. And we did away with our schools, with our teachers, with our businesses. And now we're, we're nothing but consumers and we're totally dependent on the system. And until we get back to that, learning how to re relearn, because we, we know we just forgot. Kind of like how you know how to swim when you're born, but you forget. Well, we're learning how to grow our own food. Carl, we're learning how to sustain ourselves let me ask, and let me not be question. dependent on this, this system. Okay, this is this is Keith Keith Blesser. This is the uh, uh, one of the producers of uh, the Jimmy uh, Williams uh, Real People from the Hood show. When you say, "How are you doing, King?" Pardon me. I said, "How are you doing, King?" Oh, I'm great. How are you? And much much respect to you because this is what this show is all about. There's no animosity here whatsoever. If there is animosity, then uh, we got to do something different because it's all about dialogue. But when you say, uh, who do you mean by we as far as uh, when you refer to a we, the people need to do this and that? Who, who are you talking about? I'm referring to melanated people. No, okay. We're not, and technically we're not black. Black is a crayon color. And black okay. actually means bleached out, devoid of, of, of substance. So technically when we say we're black, we're saying we're nothing. So what does it mean when now, someone says they're white? What does it mean when someone says they're white? That's the crayon color in the box also. So what does that mean? Right, but but in the, dic in the, in the dictionary from about 1828, it says black, devoid of color, doubt, um, devil. In the dictionary under white, it says pure, beautiful, you know, blah, blah, blah. So okay, uh, since we're using uh, their uh, language uh, 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 and we're uh, uh, using uh, their terminology, that's what it means. Black has no standing okay. in law. Okay, I'm going to bring on a caller here that probably might disagree. Uh, just hold on one second. Uh, Brother uh, O, are you there? Yeah, this is Brother Zero. Brother, Brother Zero. Zero, I'm sorry. Go go ahead and express yourself. I, I had you on here, and I, I thought when I heard what uh, the young lady was bringing on, I thought you might be interested in replying to it. So you go ahead and uh, respond to it, and, you know, respectfully. She's well-spoken and entitled to her opinion. Exactly. Oh, that was to the point. Okay. That was a that, that was that was heroin, man. That was a direct hit. Let's uh, bring on. I mean, I I don't necessarily agree with everything she said, but I'm not here to knock down her argument. She feels the way that she feels for probably some real good reasons, which is okay with exactly. me. Exactly. 
Exactly. And so, I'm, not, and I'm, so not enti- I'm, I'm not intolerant of people unless their ideas are really offensive, and even then, still think what they want to think because it doesn't oh, have I, an effect on me. I okay. totally agree, but we we can say the same thing. The reason I brought you on to say that is just to give a counterpoint because I can say the same thing that you said about George Bush and how uh, and, and Giuliani how that third building dropped down in uh, uh, 9/11. And, and say the same thing you said, and, and it will have the same meaning to it. But I hear what you're saying. Much respect, and I'm going to bring. On, you're going to you're going uh, to you're going to open up the 9/11 rabbit hole. No, we might not ever, we, we might not ever get out. <laughs> yeah, we only got like another ten minutes. Yeah, we, we might not. Ever, we might. Oh yeah, we we we're going to bring on from us. Four three three zero. Uh, go ahead and make. Uh, how are you, caller? Are you there? That's me. I'm four three three zero. You still you you still with us? Okay. Uh, yeah. We, okay. We are, <laughs> did, did you want to make another comment? And Jim, you go ahead and follow through. Well, okay. with, with, since you brought up nine eleven, anybody <laughs> with any computer and internet access these days should know, without a shadow of a doubt that that was an inside job. The evidence Absolutely. is indisputable. So, and they warned us, and they've been telling us that that's what they were going to do probably a good 10 years before they did it. They did it in the movies and in, in TV shows. There's tons of subliminal messages in it, and we miss it every time. That's why it's, mm-hmm. it's ludicrous for people to sit there and say, oh, Scandal Empire, oh, that's just entertainment. No, it is not. <laughs> you know, there is a purpose to their madness. And, and Carla, can I get it just, Carla, it, can it I get a name? Bazonkers. Carla, can I get a name to identify you with for the archives? Oh, Nika. Uh, I'm sorry, Nika. one more time. Nika. Nika, N I K. N N I K A. But that that and that's part of our. Our problem is okay. we love to be entertained. Nika, I, 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 I totally agree with what you just said. It was an inside job. It has been documented. It has been proven scientifically by engineers. This is not looking yes. up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Jesus. No, this is the real deal. Brother Jim, <laughs> go, go ahead, man. He should look in the sky. It's Jesus. Anyway, this is a conversation, ladies and gentlemen, I was talking about. We're not talking at each other. Exactly. This is a conversation. And like Brother O said, hey, everybody's entitled to their opinions. So, I'm, you know, in closing, again, I just want everybody to be able to just talk to each other instead of at each other. It's a big difference. When you're talking to each other, you get things that you've never heard or, or you had things have been said a certain way or, or, or a different way, but it's still the same thing. But you got to keep your third eye open in order to get that information. And in closing, I like to say I like to thank everybody for calling in, Nika, Big J, and Brother O. Man, I appreciate you guys calling in, and we're gonna do it again next week. Uh, back in black, let's. Uh, close it out with a song and I'm I'm really appreciative of everybody calling in. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I mean I'm sorry and and, and much respect to everybody.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.